Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Captain Pat Calmerton joins the show for episode number 157. This is an interview from the virtual Great Lakes Fishing Show back in February. Pat was at the Battle on Bago ice fishing event in Wisconsin during the interview, but we're discussing brown trout fishing on Lake Michigan. Pat breaks down where to go, what to use, and how easy it is to get started with browns in the spring. Captain Vince Pierleone is co-hosting this episode. Let's talk some brown trout, uh, specifically Lake Michigan brown trout. Um, when does that kind of get going for you? When do you guys start targeting that? Soon as we can get on the open water. You know, so as soon as the tributaries to the harbors, the, the rivers, it, first time that we can get to any um, open water, we're going to be putting our 16-foot, 18-foot, 20-foot boats in, and we're going to be targeting that skinny water. We're going to be going anywhere that has sand. Usually we start off with the, the sand bottom. Um, the reason being it's going to warm up faster. You know, you're going to look for discharges as far as different uh, culvers. You're going to look at river systems coming in. Any of that where you're going to have warmer water um, to be able to do that. When you get into brown trout, early season, um, a lot of times Easter's are going to be the kickoff, but it's going to be before that. The hardest thing about the brown trout fishery is the best time for brown trout fish is the best time for walleyes in, in the tributaries and the moving water as well. So we're going to get up into that real skinny water. When I say skinny water, 12 foot or less, we're going to run our boards pretty much almost bouncing off of every boulder that's within two, three feet of the shoreline. Uh, you know, we're going to have our offshores four, five, six on each side, and we're going to we're going to go, you know, deep divers on the deep side, shallow divers on the shallow side. We're going to be running, uh, you know, that, that shallow water. So as soon as the ice is out of the harbors, out of the marinas, we're going to be chasing. No, I would take it you're uh, fishing Wisconsin water of Lake Michigan? Yes. Yep. So we're, we're based out of Sheboygan. So we do Sheboygan, uh, Sheboygan, our bigger boats. You know, our 28 Baja and stuff in our 10 meters and stuff, those don't get in the water until mid-May. But before that, we have all of our, our walleye boats. And we're going to be running a lot of boards. We're going to be running a lot of slide divers, things like that, up in real skinny water. Um, you know, but we're, we're based out of Sheboygan. Now, that's not saying that we're not going to be up in Madwalk or down in Port Washington. We're going we're gonna to slide all over the place. Milwaukee is really good harbor for brown trout. You know, overseeing can be really good. So the, the whole, um, the whole western side is, you know, Bailey's Harbor. Bailey's Harbor always has that brown trout tournament up in uh, in April, like the second weekend of April. A lot of times we'll go up and we'll uh, we'll play in that and test our luck and see see how we can do up there. But so is that uh, been that way for decades, or is this an improving fishery for you? So. It, it's changed a little bit. It's changed a little bit. You know, the clarity of the water. Uh, it's been there forever. I mean, you. I remember 30 years ago going up in our 16-foot smoker craft with our 30-horse tiller. So that 
that fishery is one of those that you can do no matter what you have. And not only that, but shore people, you know, men, women, children, whatever, it doesn't, you don't have to have the boat and the big fancy to go catch these fish because they, they move into shallow water. You know, they're looking for that warmer discharge with power plants or looking at any runoff from the, you know, from the shoreline, the melting snow, the water, anything like that. So if you find any of that inside the marinas, casting little Cleos, casting maglips, casting anything that has a lot of, you know, flash vibration, any of that sort, and then trolling, of course, you know, once you get in. So it, it, it hasn't changed. You know, the, the baits way back in the day that kind of fell in the in the wayside a little bit are coming back, you know, you're, you're – there's pearl wobblers you can catch fish on a pearl wobbler the same that you can catch a fish on a stinger you know i mean it's it's one of them where you got the you got the baits there you can use them right one of the things we hear about now with social media over i'm over on lake ontario new york water uh, big giant brown trout being caught through the ice in Wisconsin. Is that uh, is that just a here and there thing, or is that a pretty big fishery for that? No, it's a good fishery right now. Right now, our uh, it's it's goofy. You know, we've had a really weird winter. Now your German brown trout and stuff like that. We we're catching them. I would say every day you're getting one or two of them. It's more of a uh, entertainment resource. We, you know, those big big girl browns we like to see go back and if you want to keep a fish keep a couple of steelhead or something because they're mixed in with them um but yeah we they rub their bellies coming out of the hole pretty good you know i mean they got that that big old jaw coming through they got that you know real dark markings all the way through uh just a gorgeous fish there's you know we have posts over on wolfpack adventure site and all the other guides up in up and down from Racine all the way up to, I would say, Sturgeon Bay, being able to get out in those tributaries and working those different, uh, you know, the water. So there's two different ways to fish those. If you're fishing them on, like, Milwaukee Harbor or Sheboygan Harbor or into the, the, the stalling water, the stale water, you know, the slack without any, any movement and stuff, a lot of times you're going to be running either shrimp you're going to be running your cured eggs. You're going to be running stuff like that. Sometimes, you, you know, they, they're hitting minnows and stuff. But once you start getting into the river system, it's not a bad idea, especially if you have current and stuff. And, again, looking for that safe ice. But if you can find current, uh, those current breaks in running three ways with spinning glows and then your, your spawn sacks or shrimp and, and stuff like that, it, they're there. They're not there like they used to be. You know, I would say five, ten years ago, there we saw more of them, but they're they're certainly there yet. Let's get back to the trolling aspect of these brown trout in the spring. And one of the things that we track, not only through the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast, but also through Fishhawk Electronics, we're really seeing a growing number of people who have always been inland fishermen going out and trying to venture out of the big water they see the pictures of these big fish and it, and it intrigues them they want to get involved into it and i think that's one of the cool things about this brown trout fishery in the spring is you don't need a fish hawk to do it 
you don't need a downrigger to do it. You know, a couple of rod holders and, and just an inland boat, and you can troll along this. And you just kind of give some people some insight and just how to get started. If they're a person who's been fishing inland lakes, maybe for bass or walleye, and they want to give this a try, what advice would you give? Exactly what you're saying. You don't need the electronics. Now, the electronics certainly help as far as temperature-wise and stuff because you'll get into that, you know, that seam where that river is discharging and you'll know the water temp, not only the surface, because if you have a heavy surface wind, it's not going to be the same down even eight foot of water, but you don't need downriggers. You don't need all the fancy electronics and all that other stuff. If you have a bass boat, if you have any kind of stuff, all you really need to do is grab yourself either a straight up uh, braid line coming straight back and, and get your fluorocarbon, eight pound test fluorocarbon, a four foot lead, you know, uh, with a barrel swivel connecting the two so you don't have any slippage. If you do get snagged up, you know, you can you snap that fluorocarbon off and, and go because we have great big rocks. You know, Sheboygan to the north, you have rocks. To the south, you have sand. It's one of them things where um, anybody and everybody can do it. You don't even need really rod holders. You can go up there and hold the rod if you want because there's no pull as far as the, the dipsy divers and the the coppers and the wire divers and the, you know, I mean, I could go on and on and on about the technology now that we are fortunate enough to be able to fish with in deeper water, but this, you can follow the shoreline up. You can get up into, you know, that shallower water. You're not very far out. It's not so intimidating. You're not losing sight of the land, you know, on a nice spring day. It's an easy, easy run. And you don't even have to go anywhere. You can do it right around the harbor. You can do it within the, the walls of the harbor in Sheboygan. And, uh, you know, it's a fishery that I think it opens up a lot of options and possibilities for those that don't have the resources to get out onto the deeper water. It's I think it's one of those trips, too, that if you've got, you know, younger anglers with you or maybe somebody who's just brand new to it, you know, like you said, it's not intimidating. It's not a, a super difficult uh, fishing technique. I'm um, just getting some new people out of the water. It's a great opportunity yeah. for that as well. Yeah, and, and there again, you know, if you troll for walleyes, if you uh, if you're a person that fishes anywhere that you're casting or trolling for walleyes, you already have the baits that you need for your brown trout. You know, a lot of it is going to be your stick baits. Um, you know, you got thunder sticks and rap, you know, Impalas and bombers and, you know, all of those are really good. I, I like to run a lot of maglips and, and stuff like that. Shorter profile, a lot of vibration early in the year. Your alewives aren't going to be your, you know, six, seven inch alewives yet. So downsize them a little bit. Make sure that you're running, you know, your juniors and, and make sure that you have your, your, shallow diving on the inside and you're deep diving on the outside to be able to get that and you know even that it's all flat lines it's all that two miles an hour 2.3 miles an hour all flat line just it's perfect well, stick bait same stuff you use for walleye flat line stuff 
Um, what I want you to, to chat about real quick here, Pat, is uh, this other project you got going on. Let's just, uh, you got about three minutes here. Uh, tell me a little bit about Take Them Kids Outdoors. I know it's something that's uh, really important to you is getting the youngsters out in the field. This is perfect. You know, the, the, it starts, Take Them Kids Outdoors is a huge thing. You got to take a kid fishing. You got to take a kid hunting. It doesn't matter if you go fishing, hunting, whatever the case may be. Go skip some rocks. Go, uh, go for hikes. You know, the, the weather's going to be starting to change a little bit. It is very dear to me because my father did it with me. It instilled a, a passion of mine to go outside and to teach. I had a young gentleman today. He uh, He's a junior in high school. He caught his first fish, you know, ice fishing today. And it was uh, an awesome perch. God, it, it, the smile on this kid's face is better than a hundred perch that I caught any day. It's better... The, the smile, the enthusiasm, that kid is now hooked. He, he knows the equipment that we bought it on. He's going to go buy that kind of equipment because it's it just, that is what it is about. Somebody instilled this passion into you by taking and, and showing you that. And if you started late, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I'm glad that you started. You know, if you're, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, I, I'm welcome to, Welcome to the enjoyment of life. You know, I mean, you you put too much grind into everything that you do and who you are. It's nice just to shut everything off. It's kind of goofy because right now we're talking about electronics, but turn your damn electronics off and go out and enjoy the outdoors and have a good time. I mean, God, I love it. I'm sorry. I, you're right. It is very important to me. It is something that I'm glad that I get to experience those and create memories with my children and my friends, kids. And um, it's pretty cool. I just hope that when I'm really old and, you know, not able to do anything, that they do it for me and they take me along. Maybe that's why it's so important to me. Maybe because I'm just worried about what my future is. And hopefully <laughs> they don't just throw me in somewhere and say, here, you're on your own. Be gone. <laughs> That's what I like to do. I like to take my dad out fishing once in a while, take him out hunting. And I always say, like, everybody's focused. Hey, we got to get the kids outdoors. I always say, hey, you got to get some old guys outdoors, too. Get them out there and let them experience. So that's kind of what it's all about. But this Facebook page that Pat's created is called Take Them Kids Outdoors, TTKO. And it's just a place where people can go and share photos of kids out in the outdoors. They don't have to worry about anybody making negative comments about it. It's something that Pat really keeps an eye on, make sure everybody's staying positive on there, and, and really just kind of promoting these kids getting outside and doing stuff. And like you said, it could be fishing, it could be hunting, it could be ice skating, it could be bird wild. It's a lot of different things that you've got on there, and I think it's just kind of a fun catalog of, of just people enjoying the outside. It's awesome. I, I, I'm, I'm happy that everybody is enjoying it because I did it just to you know, keep track of the the history of us and other people are jumping on that bad mega. It's awesome. Well, he's Captain Pat Calmerton, and you can look him up. He's at wolfpackadventures.com. That's his charter. But Pat does the ice fishing thing. He does the open water thing in the summer and uh, enjoying Battle on Bagel this weekend. I'm glad to hear that uh, ice conditions are good and people are going to be able to enjoy that event because it is quite an event out there. So, Pat, have a great weekend. I appreciate you taking some time out. I know you're busy. Uh, you've got a lot of sponsors you're helping out with this weekend. So appreciate you taking time out and, see, and talking to us. Hey, I appreciate it. You guys have a, uh, a wonderful day as well. I'll have a beer for you over at the tent. Thank right. you. Sounds good, Pat. Take care. 
Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.